Why is seminary so expensive? At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, we are committed to the reform of theological education toward meeting the needs of churches across the globe. Men of God cannot serve their churches well if they are burdened with tens of thousands of dollars in student loans from seminary. At CBTS, you can receive a robust theological education for nearly four times less than other institutions. To find out more about how you can receive an accredited theological degree at a cost that you can afford, visit cbtseminary.org. Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I am your host, Sam Waldron, pastor of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Today we come to consider chapter 15 of the Confession, which takes up the important, vital subject of repentance unto life. The first two paragraphs distinguish two distinct groups of believers who receive repentance unto life. Listen to what they say. Such of the elect as are converted at riper years, having sometime lived in the state of nature and therein served diverse lusts and pleasures, God in their effectual calling giveth them repentance unto life. Whereas there is none that doth good and sinneth not, and the best of men may, through the power and deceitfulness of their corruption dwelling in them with the prevalency of temptation, fallen the great sins and provocations, God hath in the covenant of grace mercifully provided that believers so sinning and falling be renewed through repentance unto salvation. Why distinguish? This is the question between repentance, one, given to some at riper years, and two, as given to all. We may distinguish repentance also as a crisis experience from it and as an ordinary grace. Two such crises are mentioned. The first is such of the elect as are converted at riper years, having sometime lived in the state of nature. This is the, uh, this is the examples of Manasseh Paul and the Philippian jailer who had uh, much sin in their lives as adults to repent of when they were converted. But secondly, believers who fall into great sins and provocations. Here we have to think of David and his sin with Bathsheba and Peter and his denying of the Lord. The authors of this chapter insisted on personal conversion, but they wanted to avoid saying that all must have a crisis conversion. It's important to remember that the experience of a child of a Christian home may differ from a convert without it. This is an important perspective for those who lack the kind of crisis experience mentioned in paragraph one. It should encourage them to know that they need not doubt their salvation because they lack such an experience. If you lack an experience like an emotional earthquake, a change of lifestyle exhibiting radical changes, knowing the exact time of rebirth, an extended work of conviction, all of these things that sometimes accompany true repentance. If you lack these things, however, this does not mean you are unconverted. There is an experience of repentance as an ordinary and ongoing uh, uh, grace given to all believers in the covenant of grace.